WTII, item 458, March 18, 2018. iOS 11.3, betas 4, 5, and 6. Welcome to Today in iPhone. Yeah, I like it a lot. Today in iPhone. Hey, Gullet! Oh, yeah. My beautiful iPhone, which I never have out of my hand and that I do everything with and has become an extension of who I am. This episode is brought to you by ButcherBox. For free bacon and $20 off your first box, go to butcherbox.com slash TII and enter promo code TII. Today's show is brought to you by Eero. For free overnight shipping to the U.S. and Canada, visit eero.com and at checkout, select overnight shipping, then enter promo code TII to make it free. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Rob, and you are listening to the Today in iOS podcast. First up, I want to thank Karthik for sending in the music you hear in the background. Karthik said, Hi, Rob. I am submitting an instrumental titled Golden Flow to play on the show. The song idea came from my wife, and I developed it using the app Gorg Gadget, that's K-O-R-G, Gadget, on my iPad Air 2. It is mastered on the app AudioShare. Regards, Karthik M. Well, thanks, Karthik, for the music. And folks, I will put the full song at the end of the episode. Also want to thank Dan for sending in the artwork for today's show. Dan wrote the following. Rob, attached is my contribution to the Apple Store podcast art collection you've been doing lately. My photo is of the Apple Store at the Playground, formerly the Piers Shops at Caesars in Atlantic City, New Jersey. The photo was taken in 2014, but the overall look of the store hasn't changed uh, recently after doing a bit of research. Uh, unfortunately, due to the high cost of parking at the casinos, I didn't make it out to the store to take a new one. Still, I love the photo I took, and the TIR art gave me a great reason to edit and clean it up a bit. I got the photo cropped down to the square format and added in the location text and the TII branding via the app over. Give up the great work. Regards, Dan. Well, thank you, Dan, for sending in this. And folks, you can see the artwork for in the free TII app via the bonus button for episode 458. You can also get the full song there as well. Or you can see the artwork at Instagram.com slash Today in iOS and also at Facebook.com slash Today in iOS. Folks, if you have some artwork and or music you have created on your iOS device that you would like to share with the audience, please email to me at todayinios at gmail.com. Please make sure to include which app or apps you use to create said artwork and or music. First, congratulations to you on BC. I love college hoops. And just want to say kudos, guys, at UMBC for showing why March Madness is so great. Well, in the past two plus weeks since the last episode, there have been a few beta releases. iOS 11.3, betas 4, 5, and 6 released. Beta 4 released on March 5th, beta 5 was on March 12th, and beta 6 was on March 16th. Beta 4, from all reports, seemed to be about squashing known and unknown bugs, plus optimization. No new features and no reports of new features going away. Okay, well, unless you say books was converted back to iBooks for the name. But really, does that count? And outside of iBooks, Beta 5 looks to be pretty much the same as Beta 4 in that it was bug fixes. And I'm sure you are not shocked or surprised in the least to learn that Beta 6 was the same as Beta 5. Looks like we are past the new features, change features phase and into the just get the darn thing working so we can release it phase. 
Maybe there is another beta next week, but likely it will go gold master or release uh, will be the gold master. Uh, so I don't expect anything other than maybe one more. One thing sadly not fixed in iOS 11.3 betas is per the Apple Podcasts app. It still does not show the episode numbers. Even though the iTunes episode tags have the numbers in there, at least per episodic content. So while Apple pushed producers to remove the episode numbers from the iTunes title tag and use the episode iTunes episode tag for the number, the podcast app via iTunes 11 over what now six months since launch still is not supporting episode numbers, which makes it frustrating for voiceover users to find the right episode number. So sorry, folks, this one's on Apple. I am pushing them personally and via Libsyn to make this update. Wish me luck. Heck, I even sent them a video showing the issue tonight and that it is still not fixed. So actually last night, it's still not fixed in beta 6 of iOS 11.3. I hear your frustrations with this. Please note, it's not fixed soon. I will go back in and re-add the episode numbers into the iTunes title tag, even though Apple doesn't want it in there. They need to fix this. It is very frustrating for the end users, and I'm hearing you on that frustration. Now, I will say this. You can download the TII app. It's free, and it is voiceover friendly, and how it handles everything is better than Apple's podcast app. So if you want a better solution that is more voiceover friendly, download the TII app if you are sight impaired, because then you'll get the full features, and it's ideal, and it's optimized just for today in iOS. And as we know, Apple does not like to do any of these updates by themselves. WatchOS 4.3, betas 4, 5, and 6 were released uh, since the last episode, and they were in lockstep with the iOS 11.3 beta releases of the same numbers. And the double shocker here, when I say all three were about bug fixes and optimizations, no new features. In beta 5, there was a fix for the battery remaining percent indicator, only changing increments of 5%, and they now have down to 1% changes. And they fixed it so weather will now report for greater China, which would, I guess, say pretty much every day, smoggy with a chance for more smog before it gets dark, and then you can't see the smog. Can't imagine why China did not want that reported. And last, and well, least for the beta updates, are those for tvOS 11.3. Now, by least, I don't mean tvOS is looked at by Apple as least important, just that there were only two beta updates, 4 and 5, versus the three iOS and watchOS updates that happened in the last two weeks. Per tvOS 11.3, beta 4, and beta 5, you guessed it, bug fixes and optimizations are all that were reported for these two betas. Apple was busy the first couple of weeks of March with beta updates, which is nice to see. We should see a gold master within the next two weeks, and we'll talk about that in a few seconds. Because Apple announced a couple of events. The first one to happen will be March 27th, and Apple sent out invites to it last week. This will be education-related, and the invite says, quote, let's take a field trip, unquote, which refers to the location and the education aspect. Per location, 
The event will be at Lane Tech College Prep High School in Chicago on March 27th at 10 a.m. And I'm not sure if that's 10 a.m. Central Time or the typical 10 a.m. Pacific Time. I did send an email to Apple asking for an answer on the specific time zone that the 10 a.m. is referring to, but let's assume it's Pacific Time and 12 p.m. local time, Central Time, for when this event is being held. I'm not saying it's any West Coast elitism here not to include the time zone info. Not going to say that. The invite says the event will feature, quote, creative new ideas for teachers and students, unquote. So yes, we have that double confirmation that it's education related. Per the invite, it shows an Apple logo that looks to have been drawn with a calligraphy pen, which means there is likely to be some new announcement around the Apple Pencil and iPads. And I would say new iPads at a lower price point are probably going to be the most likely product announcement. Some rumors prior to this announcement also talked about lower priced Macs and iPads coming. So that fits in nicely with the top, the, the top rumors out there saying that lower cost 9.7 inch iPads will be announced in this coming uh, next two or three months. Other rumors have talked about Apple introducing the air power charging mat. So maybe that gets introduced at this event as well, which might also mean the new iPads introduced might support wireless charging. A stretch, I know. Obviously, iOS 11.3 will be launched at the event or right before it. So we should see that before the end of the month. A couple other rumors said uh, of next yeah, it's hard to believe this one. But anyway, a couple other rumors are saying that the next-gen iPhone SE could also be launched at this event. I find that really, really, really hard to believe. That's a really big stretch for an education event. I just don't see how you, you tie the two in. We'll cover that event on a future episode. Expect at least two more episodes of TII in the month of March. The other event Apple announced will not be until June, and yep, you guessed it, it is WWDC 2018, and it will run from June 4th to June 8th at the McHenry Convention Center in San Jose. If you are dev and want to go, you have only until March 22nd at 10 a.m. Pacific time to try and get tickets through their lottery system. If you are selected, you will find out by March 23rd at 5 p.m. Pacific time. If you are selected, please let me know. Each year we get a few listeners who are lucky enough to get tickets, would love to connect with you prior to the event. Sadly, I doubt TI will be invited to cover it, so this year, I might just boycott the event and not even release an episode that week. It is sad to say, Microsoft PR does a much, much better job supporting podcasters at their events than Apple's PR team does. Apple's PR team, ironically, is more into YouTubers than podcasters. So let's get this right. Microsoft's PR team loves podcasters, that's a medium dominated by the Apple ecosystem. But Apple's PR loves YouTubers, which is a platform owned by Google. Hmm, seems like a really odd love triangle. Anyway, we will see how it goes this year. That all said, the key takeaway here is if you are a dev, you have until March 22nd at 10 a.m. Pacific time to register for the lottery for a chance to... At minimum, 
uh, to spend $1,600 on the tickets for WWDC and another $1,600 on travel, lodging, and miscellaneous costs. Or put another way, enough to buy a new MacBook Pro. So maybe by losing, you actually win. Per what will be announced at WWDC, I'm going to go way out on a limb here and say iOS 12 will be announced and beta 1 of iOS 12 will be released on June 4th. We will go over more speculation and announcements leading up to the event. But for now, if you want to register for a chance to not buy a new MacBook Pro, you have until March 22nd to do so. Look for the link in the show notes. As mentioned earlier, today's episode is sponsored by ButcherBox. They send you meat, but not just any meat. They send grass-fed and grass-finished beef, free-range organic chicken, and heritage-bred pork. I live in Kansas City, and one thing we know in KC is meat. This is the meat town, period. And the meat ButcherBox sent was great. ButcherBox meat comes from humanely raised animals that are never fed antibiotics, hormones, or fatty fillers. Because antibiotic, hormone-free meat is not just good for you, but it tastes great as well. How ButcherBox works is you choose from curated boxes, including a mix of high-quality beef, chicken, and pork, or you can customize your own box. The meat is frozen at peak of freshness in an individually vacuum-packed, biodegradable packaging and delivered right to your doorstep for free. In my family, I am the cooker of meat. I didn't put sauces or cover it in A1. Nope, I believe the only good thing you can put on meat is more meat. I cut the strips that they sent in half. Then I wrapped them in bacon and placed them on the grill. No spices, no extra. They were wonderful and the family loved it. With spring finally upon us, it is time to fire up the grill again. And that means you need meat to put on the grill. If you go to butcherbox.com slash TII and enter promo code TII, you'll get $20 off your first box and get free bacon. Really nice, thick bacon. Perfect for wrapping your other meat. Quality and convenience are key. Think of ButcherBox as your neighborhood butcher who will deliver you the highest quality beef, chicken, and pork right to your door. You pick the delivery frequency, and each delivery includes recipe cards with tips and tricks for creating quality meals. Shipping is free to the lower 48 in the U.S., and again, you can get free bacon and $20 off your first box by going to butcherbox.com TII and entering promo code TII. One new app for iOS that is making waves is Fortnite, and it is invite-only to play right now for iOS. If you're not familiar with Fortnite, it means you do not have a young male in your life. It is a very, very popular and overly addictive battle royale game for Xbox One, PlayStation 4, Macs, and PCs. And it is the current number one downloaded app, even though you can not do anything with it when you download it other than request an invite. I reached out to Epic Games, the creators of Fortnite, to see if they would do an interview to talk about it and why it's so popular. And they replied back saying, they don't have anyone that does interviews. Huh? But then I, they asked me if I would like some invites, to which my kids screamed, Dad, say yes, say yes. So I did. When I get the invites, I will have the boys report on their thoughts of the game for iOS and how it compares to playing it versus on the Xbox One. Apple was called in front of the Senate to talk about their old 
battery problem, or I guess you would call it your, the uh, throttling issue. Apple told the U.S. Senate that it may offer a rebate to those who paid full price for a new battery for an iPhone 6 or 6 Plus or later models that um, because they recently dropped the price of the battery replacement for, to 29 from 79 So anybody who paid that 79 it looks like Apple may be giving you a rebate here in the future. Uh, good luck, by the way, trying to actually even pay the $29 price right now, as they are still way, way behind on availability of new batteries, especially for the iPhone 6 and 6 Plus. So, uh, yeah, good luck on that. I'm still waiting to try to get one for uh, Porter's phone. Apple is sticking to their story, though, that the slowdown or the forced CPU reduction was all done to smooth out peak power demands and to keep the devices from suddenly shutting down. Which I kind of do believe was actually the case, but when they say that they told people what they were doing when they did it, um, yeah, I don't believe that so much. And speaking of taking people for a ride, Apple just added a new bike sharing feature in the Apple Maps app for 179 cities around the world. And those 179 cities are... Uh, yeah, I'm not going to do that. You will be able to find where the bike share stations are if you have to do one of those cities. It will not tell you if there's any availability, but if you already have the bike out, this will at least tell you the closest stations to where you are so that you can return the bike. Just type in bike sharing into the Apple Maps search bar, and it will find stations in the city you are in if you happen to be in one of the 179 cities that they cover. Hey, Rob, this is Brent out here in Oklahoma City. Um, just came across something really cool on my Apple Watch I just discovered. This might be old news to some people out there, but um, pretty cool little deal. So there might be somebody out there that doesn't know about this, but I was kind of playing with the complications on my uh, Apple Watch face, and I use the modular uh, face because I like to have as many complications on the face as possible. And there are actually two choices in the selections. There's weather and weather conditions. Now, if you have weather conditions, it will normally say something like, you know, cloudy, and then it gives you the temperature or, you know, sunny or you know, snow or whatever. And then if you just, on most of the complications, if you just set weather instead of weather conditions, it'll just basically tell you the degrees Fahrenheit or Celsius, wherever you are, for your particular city. But I actually discovered that if you choose weather for the middle complication, not the bottom middle, but the middle complication, it's pretty cool. It actually knocks out both weather and weather conditions all in one thing. So I have mine now set to weather in the middle complication, and it tells me the city. It tells me the conditions. If it's sunny, cloudy, whatever, it tells me the temperature, and it actually gives me one other piece of information. It actually tells me the high and the low of that day, and it only does it if you put weather in that one complication. If you put weather in the bottom middle or the left complication or right complication, it does not give you all that information. So you basically have to put weather in just the middle complication, and it gives you all that information. So I just thought that was pretty cool, and somebody might uh, get some use out of that. I know I am getting use out of it, and now I don't have to 
have weather conditions selected, and it actually gives me more information than the weather conditions one gave me. So hopefully that might be of use to someone. Pretty cool little deal there. Anyway, I'll catch you later. Bye. Brent, as always, thank you for your feedback, and thank you for that tip. Into the email bag we go. Hi, Rob. I think the iPhone lineup should be the iPhone SC for the second generation and the iPhone the size of the iPhone 8, and then the big guys, the iPhones at, at 6 inches or more. For iOS 12, I would like to have Apple tweak the face recognition so it focuses on things like eyebrows, eyelashes, angle of the nose, and similar features instead of focusing so much on the actual eyes. Regards, Melissa. Thank you, Melissa, for that feedback. Hi, Rob. I just bought a new HomePod and love it. We subscribed to Apple Music and unsubscribed from Sirius XM. We have a two-story house with an open architecture. The HomePod stationed on the second floor and the center works perfectly. This morning I asked the temperature and Siri said, brr, it's 52. Now I'm sure if it was in, say, Kansas, it might say it's a warm 52. Signed, a Florida Apple fanboy. Thank you for that feedback and glad you are enjoying your HomePod. Back to the email bag. Hi, Rob. This should be helpful to your visually impaired listeners who use voiceover with an iPhone and Apple Watch. Since the release of AirPods in December 2016, I've been unable to get them to work as expected with my iPhone and Apple Watch when using voiceover. I've reported this to Apple via the Apple accessibility email address several times, but I always get a standard response telling me that my issue would be passed to the relevant department. I went to the Apple store in early December 2017 where they replicated the problem and promised that the matter would be escalated. I wasn't, and it wasn't, and I contacted them again in January. I was finally put through to the accessibility team. When I explained that my AirPods would not work with voiceover when switching between my iPhone and watch, the girl expressed surprise and said it must be a single user problem as they would know if it was a design fault. I explained that I had used several iPhones and two Apple Watches, the original model and the Series 2. We carried out a lot of tests over several calls and took around 10 days in total. Eventually, I was asked to make a video recording of the problem, and the girl set up logging for both the phone and the watch. Finally, I was contacted about two weeks later and advised that the engineering team had also replicated the fault and that they had been able to tie um, my evidence into a large number of other fault reports that they had received, but they they couldn't replicate. I was told that they would now be investigating the fault and a solution would be provided in a future update. Progress at last. The fault has been very difficult to describe because symptoms appeared to change each time I tried to get my voiceover output to go to the AirPods when switching between the iPhone and the watch. Purely through an unexpected behavior, was I able to replicate the actions that resulted in the fault happening every time and thereby explain it. Here's what I found. 1. Enable voiceover on the iPhone and the Apple Watch. 2. Pair the AirPods to the iPhone. 3. Enable AirPods in AirPlay area of the Watch Control Center. This doesn't always work, and it may be necessary to restart the watch. 
Once the AirPods are enabled for AirPlay on watch, voiceover output can be heard via AirPods. Four, touch the iPhone. The iPhone voiceover should switch to the AirPods, but it doesn't. Five, touch the iPhone every 30 seconds. The voiceover output will continue to come through the iPhone speaker after approximately two minutes. The switch will take place and the iPhone voiceover output will be sent to the AirPods. The two minute delay in switching back to the iPhone was the thing that made this difficult to diagnose. Now that Apple has been able to replicate the problem, those of us who have not been able to use our AirPods with the Apple Watch when using voiceover should get a solution soon. Regards, Stuart Duncan, Dundee, Scotland. Well, Stuart, thank you for the heads up on that. And if you are someone that was having this issue, thank you, Stuart, for letting them know that they're not alone and that a solution is coming soon. Hey, Rob. It's Justin from Pennsylvania. I wanted to give a quick review on a product. The one I'm going to uh, talk about today is the iDoDo charger, spelled I-D-U-D-U. It's a car mount charger with, that has wireless charging, and I use it with my iPhone 10. Now, I want to say the one nice thing about it is it has it's one of those styles that goes in your air vent, and it has a it's a real sturdy clip. It does not seem to come out. I have to pull it pretty significantly to get it out of my air vent once I had it in there the right way. So it feels sturdy on that, that end. And then it has two feet at the bottom. What I do like about it is, is when you first throw your phone on, the feet light up white so you know that you made contact and it's charging. It's not, the wireless charging is not the fastest, but it's really nice if you're using it for GPS. It keeps your phone from losing charge and it gives you a nice, slow, steady charge. There is an option for fast charge on it, but I generally just don't do fast charging unless I really need, uh, you know, my phone to be charged quicker. But generally, I don't when I'm just putting it in there in the car. It's just nice to have it in a nice hands-free uh, way that I can still see it but keep my eyes on the road. I really like this charger. Um, the one thing I would say if you were interested in buying this, you can buy it on Amazon. That's where I got it. I think I got it for about $20. I've seen it vary in price a little bit here and there. And um, But other than that, I would say I would recommend this charger. And when you do get it, it has these arms that you push in and they click They click in. Um, what I'd recommend for you is make sure once you have it clicked where you think it's tight, do it one more click that much tighter because I did almost have my phone fall off at once. That was because I didn't quite tighten it enough. And uh, you might think you have it tight enough, but just push it one little click more, and then your phone's real strong in there, will not move. I've tried shaking it out of there, and ever since I've been a little more careful with that, it stays in place, does wireless charging well, and does not fall out of the vent. So I'd really recommend this to anyone out there looking for an inexpensive car charger that does wireless charging for your 8 or 10. Thank you very much, Rob. Have a great day. Justin, thank you for the review of the iDoDo charger. Barclays analyst Blaine Curtis and his sidekick spent some time recently in Asia meeting with companies in Apple supply chain that are sworn to secrecy under penalty of death and dismemberment. Plus, they'd have to give up their firstborn as well. And of course, they supposedly all sang like canaries. According to Blaine, the supply chain for the iPhones, AirPods, and HomePods gave them data that led them to the following conclusions. Per AirPods, Apple is expected to continue to increase production, and he estimated that shipments would be around 30 million or up to 30 million units in 2018. AirPods are still back-ordered with delivery via 
Apple.com at 10 to 12 days as of today. So conclusion, AirPod sales are still going well and Apple's still having trouble manufacturing. Per the HomePod sales, Barclays said that they have been, quote, underwhelming, unquote. So from the data, it appears Apple's initial run of HomePods was in the 6 to 7 million units range, but no estimate on how many they actually sold. So I don't know how they can say that they're actually underwhelming unless, uh, I guess Barclays had their own idea of how many uh, HomePods Apple was going to sell. Per iPhones, they basically just echoed the other rumors out there for 2018, which is an iPhone 10 Plus, in addition to a 6.1-inch LCD version. They also backed up or just regurgitated the rumor about the 6.1-inch LCD version having Face ID but no Touch ID, i.e. it will have ears or a notch, depending on your perspective. But otherwise will have a lower feature set, i.e. less money to manufacture, a single rear side camera, and other cost-saving choices to reduce the feature set so as to be able to lower the price point of it. So it's possible, if we look at his speculation, that Bain and his team might have just gone to Disney in Japan for a week and then just regurgitated rumors from Ming-Chi Kuo instead of actually meeting with suppliers possible just saying this next one started as a rumor and then was quickly confirmed by apple and that is that one of our sponsors is being acquired by apple and that is texture so i guess for now i can say apple sponsors the show well not this episode but i do have an order for an episode in march uh, for texture and apple again has confirmed they acquired texture so technically apple is a sponsor of today in ios or they were right up until someone in Apple PR heard this episode and reported me and, well, hopefully they are still a sponsor. But really, I did need to state up front this before getting into the story. According to Apple from the PR, quote, Apple today announced it signed an agreement to acquire Texture, the digital magazine subscription service by Next Issue Media LLC, which gives users unlimited access to their favorite titles for one monthly subscription fee, unquote. From Eddie Q at Apple, quote, We're excited Texture will join Apple along with an impressive catalog of magazines from many of the world's leading publishers. We are committed to quality journalism from trusted sources and allowing magazines to keep producing beautifully designed and engaging stories for users, unquote. I'll just add this. Congratulations to the folks at Next Issue Media slash Texture. Hopefully, they'll keep advertising for a little bit longer. Again, I'm supposed to have them as a sponsor on episode 460, and then at least seven more in 2018. So yeah, please keep advertising on podcasts. Thanks, Texture and Apple. I wanted to welcome Eero back to the show as a sponsor. This is a product I absolutely love and allows me to get the fastest Wi-Fi at my house and the best coverage everywhere in my house and around it. Eero, E-E-R-O, makes a Wi-Fi mesh network for your home. I travel for work, and on the last trip, everything went wrong, at least for my wife. Sick kid, garage door broke, and the internet went out. You have two boys at home, and your husband's not there. That's not good. The wife called me about the internet, and from the Eero app, 
on my iPhone in Nashville, and my house is in Kansas City, I could see there was no internet connection. So I had her go to the Google Fiber box, unplug it, wait a minute, plug it back in. A few minutes later, I could see on my Eero app that the internet was back up and running. The issue was with the Google box. I really loved that feature where I could confirm all was then good. With the Eero app, it lets me monitor all my Wi-Fi devices connected now or have ever been. And we have 21 right now on our network. If I had another router and not a net mesh network, I'd be going, yikes, but I don't have to do that with Eero. This is the second gen Eero unit, and it has the added third five gigahertz radio, and it is a mesh network, just like at the office buildings that you may work at, but now it's for your home. I set up my main unit in my office, connected it via Ethernet cable to my Google Fiber box, then went to the kitchen, plugged in the beacon unit in a standard wall outlet, set it up quickly, then set up one in our bedroom, which is as far away from my office as possible in our house. It was about 10 to 15 minutes to set it all up. It was really easy. And you only need to hardwire connect the base station unit. The beacons, you just plug them into a wall outlet, and they even have a nightlight. So they're multifunctional. If you go to Eero, E-E, ro.com and enter promo code TII, you'll get free overnight shipping to the U.S. and Canada. Again, go to Eero.com and at checkout, select overnight shipping, then enter promo code TII to make it free. If you have an iPhone 10 or 8 or 8 Plus or 4K Apple TV or some of the new iPad Pros and you want to unlock the full Wi-Fi speed of your device, get yourself an Eero mesh network in your house. Base station unit sits flat. Uh, you power it with their USB-C connector. It is very nice looking, very Apple-esque white design. It also has a new thread radio for lower power devices like my Ring doorbell and other Wi-Fi enabled IoT devices. And this is really the best, best, best Wi-Fi I have ever tested or heard of, hands down. Thank you, Eero, for unleashing all of my Apple products. Hey, you love the podcast. Um, just a couple of questions. Was curious if you or any of your viewers had any VPNs that you preferred over others. I have tried several, have not found any real good ones. Uh, love the podcast. I hope everything's all right. Thanks. Bye. Well, thanks for the question. Have you tried the Opera VPN that's free? So that would be the first one I would suggest starting with. Go with the Opera VPN and see if that meets your needs. Folks, if you're using a VPN out there, which VPNs are you using and why do you like them? Give us a call, 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOONDOG. Or shoot an email to todayinios at gmail.com. Into the email bag. Good day, Rob. So my friend and I have been entertaining a theory about Apple. And since you've not heard anyone talk about it, we thought to email some tech nerds. In around mid-2014, from what we found, articles started to appear that the iPhone would shut itself down when there was still 20% to 40% battery life. And then Apple came out with a battery case for the iPhone 6 and 6S in December 2015. Since we know Apple would need enough devices to see what percentage they were being affected, find the issue and come up with a long-term solution and then implement it 
that around the beginning of 2016, a short-term solution would be to come out with the case that drains the case battery first, something you can't turn off, before hitting your phone's built-in battery, thus starving off the effects of the shutdown since the case had, I believe, more milliamp hours than the phone. It was like getting a new battery as long as you kept kept it charged and didn't take the case off. And a bit longer than a year to be able to make the case isn't such a long time given they had to design it, secure the components, and get a manufacturer to make them and then ship them to all the stores. And this is the only case that we know of for the iPhone that charges off the case first and there's no off switch. Could it also explain why they didn't make one for the plus size phones, especially when the reports of what they were doing to the phone speed kept um, from shutting them down at first didn't include the plus size phones. Also, the engineers and programming feat was so advanced to do this it took a couple of years for Apple to figure it out, and the battery case helped buy time and kept people, no matter how many or few, from even experiencing the random shutdown. What do you think? Did we expose evil genius plot, or are we conspiracy loons? Thanks for all you do. Always appreciate it. Regards, Ender and Craig. Well, Ender and Craig, I don't give Apple credit for being evil geniuses. And per the Apple case, that was always designed and announced just for the non-S version, so the, or non-plus version, so the 6 and the 6S and the 7 and the 7S. You didn't need it for the plus size because the battery is so much bigger and the battery life is so much better on the plus size phones that you didn't need the extra battery. That's the main reason why you have one versus the other. Per it charging and pulling off the battery first, that's brilliant. That has nothing to do with any evil genius plan. That's just good design. It pulls off and degrades because every time you chart, you dissipate a battery charge, it degrades the battery a little bit. So it degrades the battery case battery before you pull or degrade your iPhone battery. And since it's a lot easier to replace a case than it is to replace a battery inside a unit, it makes a lot of sense for Apple to draw off the battery case first. So again, nope, sorry, not seeing any conspiracy here. I think they designed the case with the battery for the iPhone 6 and 6S and 7 and 7S because the battery is much smaller than that on the plus size of those units. This is Justin in Pennsylvania. Um, I have a question about um, my new Apple Watch. I was wondering, I had was playing around with watch faces on an Apple Watch, and I liked picking a custom photo of, like, I had my, a nice photo of my wife and daughter around Christmas, and then when I wanted to add a complication to it, the only way I could, the only place I could put it is at the very bottom, and I couldn't add more than one complication, or I had to take away the date as a complication, because it's a very set, standard thing. Is there a way to put them, like, in the corners or do, like, three around the bottom or something like that? Or are the watch faces set in stone that you can only add the complications that are pre-designed for the watch face? Like, because when you're customizing a watch face, I wanted to put other other icons on the screen so I can get quickly to my podcast or, or weather or something like that. 
So just a quick question. As far as I can tell, it doesn't seem to be any way to do it. Um, and if there is any way out there, I would love to know. Thank you very much. Love the show. Talk to you later. Bye. Justin, thanks for the feedback and the question. And if anyone knows an answer to Justin about adding complications to different standard watch faces, let us know. I don't think there's a way. But if there is a way and anyone knows of it, give us a call, 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOONDOG, or shoot an email to todayinios at gmail.com. And back into the email back. Hi, Rob. Thanks for the podcast, full of useful information. I'm struggling with a problem and wondered if you or the listeners could help. I'm running an iPad Air 2 with iOS 11.2.5. I ran the 11.2 betas as well. The dock doesn't stay completely visible while I'm using it. I attached screenshots, uh, captures. It is half on and half off the screen. You can't get uh, to the icons uh, that are off the screen. The dock won't move. Sometimes it's totally off screen and you can't use the dock at all. Seems pretty weird. It goes back to normal for a while. Then I restart the iPad and I started with the first beta. And I thought after the release version of 11.2.5 came out that it would be resolved. I submitted this via the beta program, but obviously it wasn't resolved. Have you or the listeners had this problem? And do you know of any ideas on how to fix it? Keep the good work. Regards, Jeff. Well, thank you, Jeff, for the feedback. And I'll throw this one out to the audience again. 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOON-DOG. If you can help Jeff out, please let us know. Hi, Rob. I just need your thoughts on buying a HomePod. Thing is, I have most of the Sonos products. I have Apple Music and my library also on Apple servers. Love Music and Apple. I know that the Sonos has the, their smart speaker, but I prefer Apple's privacy and security. You know what I mean. Siri, what do you think? Regards, Samson from France. Well, Samson, if you have to choose between Apple product and one that's not as secure and you care about privacy, then go with the Apple product. The audio quality is very good as well. Um, so if you really care about the music and you're being into music and privacy, then go with the HomePod. But if you can get away with slightly degraded audio and not worry about privacy, then maybe the HomePod's not for you. But if privacy is an issue, then you always want to be in the Apple ecosystem. Hi, Rob. It's Kim from Salem, Oregon. And I am calling you on my just-purchased <clears throat> iPhone 10, that's the 265, or 256, sorry, gigabyte model. I love it. It's awesome. The only problem I have is trying to get my small face um, to work with Face ID. It does work. I just, it took a little while to set it up. <laughs> Although there is a wonderful podcast by Jonathan Mosen, M-O-S-E-N, that used to work for Freedom Scientific, and now he has switched to Apple, so, which is wonderful. <laughs> and the podcast is the Blind Side Podcast 61. It's in the uh, Apple Podcast app. He gives an hour-long demonstration with his sighted wife on how to set up Face ID and how to do um, unbox the phone and all that 
Oh, that's it's wonderful. Anyway, if any visually impaired people are wondering, okay, the Applevis podcast wasn't really helpful, so I need a little more insight into base ID. This podcast totally does the trick. It does the trick. It's uh, it's wonderful. <laughs> anyway, I love my phone. I love the no home button thing. It didn't take me a lot long to get used to it at all. Although I am going to have to continue to use the old gesture for um, getting notifications and the control center because uh, I find swiping down a little bit more difficult than swiping up. Anyway, yeah, the phone is awesome, and I can't wait to use it more tomorrow. So I just wanted to give you my thoughts on the phone. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Hi, Rob. It's Kim from Salem, Oregon, and my boyfriend Josh is currently suffering from pigs. Post-iPhone delivery syndrome. He's really jealous of me and my kid, and he really, 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 really wants one. <laughs> my friend Melanie is suffering from pigs, too. Uh, thanks for your awesome show and for all the research you do to get the, all the information correct and get the show out to us every week. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Kim, thanks for the comments, and per that every week comment, yeah, about that. This next one is an Indiegogo project, and it is one I actually funded. And I was actually funder number one. The first time I was the first funder of an Indiegogo or Kickstarter project. And it is called MDRILL1. So it's M-D-R-I-L space O-N-E. And it is a microphone, and it had a goal of 10K, and they're over 32K, and you have 21 days left to sponsor this one. The mic is similar in look to the Yeti mic from Blue, but they claim the internals are much better. And the MIDI one has one major feature that is different, and that is built-in noise reduction. We are really interested in that, uh, we as in other podcasters. Uh, the early bird pricing on this is $139. If you are a podcaster, this is one you should check out. Search for M-D-R-I-L-L space O-N-E at Indiegogo.com or look for it in the show notes for episode 458 at todayinios.com. Thanks to all of those that sent in links for this next one. And I do mention this one with a big warning, buyer beware. This next one is a YouTube video to a review of a product that is an external home button plus audio jack and lightning port for your iPhone X. Yes, you heard right, an external physical home button. I realize some people joked about Apple making a dongle with a home button when the iPhone X was initially released. Well, these folks did more than joke. They supposedly built one that works. Price via eBay for this is $19 US. And that's not just one. They have a whole bunch of them. So and it's something actually manufactured. So again, $19 US, buy everywhere. They show 155 have been sold and a 10 or 100%, sorry, buyer's satisfaction. It looks legit, but I can't guarantee it. And I'm not getting one as I'm good without a home button. But... In the future, if I get the next-gen iPhone, or I should say when I get the next-gen iPhone, and I pass my iPhone 10 to my wife, well, maybe then I get her the external home button just 
so we can help her with the transition. If anyone does get this, please call in with a review. I'll have a link in the show notes for the video and the eBay page for this item. But just look uh, for the link titled eBay iPhone 10 external home button or look for the YouTube link right before it. Red pill or blue pill? You disappoint me, Mr. Anderson. I mean, Rob. Red pill or blue pill? I guess that depends on how much you like steak. Red pill or blue pill? You take the blue pill. The story ends. Red pill or blue pill? Oh, wait. I know this one. There is no spoon. Today's show was again brought to you by Eero, which is by far the fastest and best Wi-Fi I have ever tested. If you go to eero.com and enter promo code TII, you'll get free overnight shipping to the U.S. and Canada. Again, go to eero.com and at checkout, select overnight shipping, then enter promo code TII to make it free. And make sure your home network is allowing you to get the most out of all your Wi-Fi enabled devices. And before we go today, I want to remind you to send in some feedback to the show. That's 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOON-DOG. Or you can record your feedback and email to the show at todayinios at gmail.com. Feedback can be a question or a comment for something someone said on this episode, or it can be a question or rant about something else. An app, the product review, good or bad, as long as it is iOS related, it is welcomed. I'm always looking for new artwork to feature that you created on iOS device. Just put some TII branding on it and send it in. And of course, we are always looking for more music created on iOS device to play on the show. This your show and your feedback is greatly desired. Also, don't forget to check out our moderated Google Plus community by going to todayinios.com slash community. And a quick reminder, if you're an app dev or an iBook author, email me if you want your app or iBook featured in the promo giveaway segment for free. We just need the five promo codes or more to give away. Simply email me at todayinios at gmail.com and please include a 60-second or less audio review of your app or iBook indicating you are the dev or the author. Also, when you send in the promo codes, please make sure to let me know when they expire. Today's show was again brought to you by ButcherBox. For free bacon and $20 off your first box, go to butcherbox.com slash TII and enter promo code TII. And you also get free shipping in the lower 48. Finally, check out the TII app, which is free to you. Search for TII in the iTunes app store. It is the best way to consume the show and to get push notifications each time a new episode of TII is released. It is voiceover friendly, of course. Please go right now and download the TII app or get the update. Until the next time, I am your host, Rob, reminding you to phone differently. This show is hosted on Libsyn.com and part of the Wizard Media Network. If you are looking for hosting, go to Libsyn.com. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N.com for hosting for your podcast and for creation of your own smartphone app. The Today in iOS podcast can also be found on the free Stitcher radio app. Just search for TII. 